Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with the latest hot off the presses NAIAF ball podcast. Once again, doing a little uh, solo podcast. This should be the last week I'll be without my trusty uh, co-host John Cooper, but who I do have with me is Northwestern head coach Matt McCarty. Matt, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I look forward to visiting with you. Hey, absolutely. We're it's it's an honor to have you on the uh, on the show and to have you here. Um, I was reminding the coach that um, this will be the second time this off season that we've had uh, folks from Northwestern on the pod. If you haven't heard our um, podcast with the equipment managers from Northwestern, go back and get a listen to that. It's a it's a good pod. Um, and give them a follow on Twitter. They are an absolute hoot, and um, they're just good good folks to have in the uh, in the Twitter followers. Um, Coach, starting off, I uh, just want to kind of recap a little bit of, of last year. Y'all have an absolute uh, juggernaut in your conference in, in 2018. Um, and y'all play at their place and come just within a field goal, if I remember correctly, of beating them. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a, it's a fun rivalry that we have with Morningside, and uh, um, those are fun games to play in. It's, a, it's an outstanding environment. The, the fan bases both really get behind um, both programs, and uh, it, those are fun games to compete in. And our guys, um, yeah, at, at that point when we played, they were number one, we were number three. Um, and it was a back-and-forth game, and we, we had a first and goal in the fourth quarter in a tie game, and unfortunately we had to settle for a field goal, and and they were able to march down and score a touchdown. And it's one of those games you can't settle for field goals, uh, especially with how explosive offensively they were. And, um, yeah, it was good. I was excited for them and for our conference to see them go on and win a national championship. And, um, yeah, it's, those are fun games to play, and it's, it's a really good program to play against. You're, de- you're a defensive guy. Um, going up to that week and watching film, I mean, what are your thoughts when you're seeing Niles and Solzman? You're going, how on earth? How do you defend uh, that? Pretty much, that pretty much describes it right there. Um, you kind of go into that game, and honestly, our defensive staff always jokes, our goal is to not give up 80 points. <laughs> uh, if we can do that, we're pretty happy. And we've, uh, we, we try to get a little bit creative that week. I feel like we have to. Um, those guys are we're such good athletes that um, you really try to take away – Niles and and make them do something different um and, and and they were able to do that you know they were able to run the ball and, and we we did a good job of limiting Niles and, and limiting Solzma and uh they were good enough yet to beat us with their other weapons but that that's what we had to do we felt like we had to make them uh uncomfortable and and they were still able to to execute good enough to beat us yeah RJ Ponder's no joke over there he ripped uh, a ripped a hole in Benedictine's defense which was not a bad defense at all it's kind of you, you go into that game and it's pick your poison really and yeah you just kind of got to go with uh, what what you feel like can keep you in the game the best and and, and how you match up well with with the other team and um, yeah those are ones that keep you awake as a defensive coordinator I bet so. Y'all get an at-large berth into the NAIA playoffs. Y'all get the uh, 
you're, you're ranked number five going in. You're playing at home against Dickinson State, and the unthinkable happens. You have four picks and a fumble. And just, just, just tell me a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah, you know that was a that was a really tough game, um, and we've been familiar with Dickinson. We played him the last two years before that in non conference games, and, and Coach Tan does an outstanding job up there. And we knew it was going to be a dog fight um, just because of the way they play. Um, and yeah, that was a tough game. You know, it was one of those where uh, yeah, we had a bunch of turnovers, and, and we played really well defensively, and. We just were unable to capitalize and put points on the board at a few different times. We had a bad snap on a PAT that when we could have tied the game. Um, with a little over a minute left, we felt like we had to let them score. Otherwise, they were going to run the clock out. And that was our best chance to get the ball back and score. And we were, we were unable to do that. Um, that. That was a tough loss for us. And, and it was tough. Um, but I think in the long run, um, that's going to be a, a, a stepping stone for us and for our program. Um, we talked to the guys right after the game. We don't know what it is, but that loss was in our best interest. Um, it really hurt at the time, but the year before, uh, we made the quarterfinals, um, lost to St. Francis, and, and on that team, we had uh, 74 of our 96 players were freshmen or sophomores. And so the last two years, uh, we've had a lot of success. And, and so for these guys, that loss with to Dickinson State really – uh, has kept them hungry um, and have really led to a really good offseason. So any success down the road, we feel like will we'll really come from uh, that game serving as a stepping stone for us. Yeah, definitely. And you, and you talk about the, the youth you've got on your team. Um, you've got a lot of players returning, a lot of a lot of players at your skill positions, your, your, uh, your big-time players. You're returning your starting quarterback, who happens to be your second-leading rusher. A uh, thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver. You're returning three uh, linebackers on defense, including one who was first team all G Pack, um, as well as uh, a first team all G Pack offensive lineman on a line which was number three in the nation in sacks against. Yeah, we were really excited about it. You know, we have nine starters offensively coming back, um, and a lot of those key skill guys. And, and the nice part is a lot of those guys now have have gained a lot of valuable experience. They've played in a lot of big games over these last two years, and now they're going to be juniors and seniors um, and instead of freshmen and sophomores on the field. And, and so we've seen a lot of growth. This spring was by far the best spring we've had um, in the past few years. And so you've really seen some good growth from those guys. Um, yeah, it's great having your quarterback back who will be a junior and has started for the last two years. Um, really competitive kid, great leader. Um, we feel like Jacob Caligonis at running back is a threat to score every time he touches the ball. And, and I think Shane Solberg is, is probably our best offensive weapon at receiver, and he's only going to be a junior as well. Um, yeah, so we're really excited about the guys who return defensively. The, the three linebackers are definitely the anchor of our defense. Um, one will be a four-year starter, Tanner Mahachek, and probably be a four-time all-conference player. Um, Sean Powell will be a three-year starter, and then Ben Grantstra started as a freshman last year for us. And um, yeah, we, we've seen some good growth. Uh, those guys have played in some big football games, and, and they played against some really good football teams. We've, we, you know, we played the national champs each of the last two years, and, and so these guys have seen what it takes, and, and they're hungry to, to get to that stage. Definitely. Um, in the back end of your defense, though, you're 
uh, going to be you are saying goodbye to uh, Bryce Van Beek and his ten interceptions. That's that's not something you replace easily. It isn't. Bryce has a knack for making plays. I mean, that kid would find the football and he'd be all over the place. And we're definitely going to miss him. Uh, those last two years, he's made a lot of big plays for us. Um, we, we have uh, a few guys who had good springs and have filled in. Uh, Jake Lineout is a uh, a transfer for us from Augustana College and has had an awesome spring for us, and we're really excited about uh, seeing what he can do back there for us. So, on a um, on a more personal um, note, on on this kind of going with you, um, you are a Northwestern grad. Um, you made your way up through the ranks, position coach, coordinator, head coach. Man, what is it about Northwestern and Orange City that you just love that keeps you right there? Yeah, I, I, you know, I had an awesome experience here as a player. Um, and I had some great relationships. The coaches were very impactful uh, on, on my life when I played here. And uh, that experience as a player has been valuable for me as head coach now. And I'm just wanting our guys to experience uh, that, that same type of environment and have that similar experience playing playing at Northwestern. Um, Northwestern's a special place. There's awesome people. Um, there's great relationships throughout the campus and throughout the athletic department. Um, they're really committed to, to excellence and everything that we do. And, and you can see it across the board and in a lot of our, our different athletic teams. Um, it's an awesome place. It's a special place. Yeah, I've been here for a long time now, I think. Uh, as a player or a coach, 18 of the last 19 years, uh, I've been at Northwestern. Uh, as a player, that's 11 years as a defensive coordinator, and now as a head coach. And it, it's a special place. I really love this place. I believe in uh, the mission of Northwestern and, and the kids that we get to impact here. It, it's, a, it's a special place. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we, we look at some of the guys around the, the NAIA, and, um, you know, you, you get your – uh, your, your folks like uh, St. Francis that you talked about earlier and um, and the coach up at Benedictine who's been around for longer than I've been alive. Um, you know, and so that's that's some uh, sneaky tenure I think you've got there. I, you know, it, it doesn't always show up on the website next to your name, but yeah. but I'll, I'll call that I'll call that sneaky tenure. Um, so I, I sneaked a peek at next year's schedule and, um, you know, I, I'm, I haven't done all of, of my, uh, preseason research on everybody in the G-Pack yet. That's, that's coming up in, in, within the next, uh, month or two, but y'all have set a, uh, a, a last game against the defending national champs, Morningside, kind of this um, maybe a little reminiscent of your NCAA rivalries on that on that last week. Your Florida, Florida State, your Alabama, Auburn. Um, you know what do you what do you got to do this year to to unseat the unseat the champs? You get them at home. Yeah, you know it, it, it'll be a, it, it's a, it's a tough task and, and just running through that that schedule and that that weekly focus uh, that it takes in, in our league and uh, there's teams that are, are getting better there's some great athletes throughout our league our league was pretty dominant in non-conference games last year um, and we opened with Midland who, who returns a lot of really good football players and 
Um, every week's a, a daunting task. So if, if we get caught looking to the last game of the year, uh, that last game's not going to mean a whole lot. <laughs> and so yeah. we, we've really got to got to go through the week as cliche as, as through the season as cliche as it sounds. We've got to go through week by week because um, we, we've got to be our best every week. And then, yeah, you know, we, it's, it's going to take us playing our best football, and, and that's exciting. And hopefully, we can get to that point, and that that game can live up to its billing. And um, it, regardless, we know that's going to be a, a battle and, and a fun game to play in, and a fun environment to play in. And like you said, it's just like any of those other rivalry games. It's a great atmosphere. It's a great environment. And, um, yeah, there's a lot at stake usually when us and Morningside step on the field. Well, I know I'll be I'll be looking forward to it. I'll be keeping keeping tabs. I know y'all have a, a great support system. Um, both of your your equipment guys. When we talked to them, they were uh, not shy about the fact that um, they were definitely uh, picking um, Northwestern to go all the way and and to win the national championship. So you know you you've got some some diehards in your equipment room. But um, I, I definitely want to thank you for, for coming on the podcast this afternoon. And uh, if you ever need anything, you know where to find us, Coach. Absolutely. I appreciate everything you're doing. It, it's awesome. It's a great to follow you, and, and it's awesome to expose you for NAI football. NAI football is, is special, I think, and the NAI in whole is, is special. Um, and so I really appreciate everything that you're doing as well. Hey, we we appreciate all the uh, all the support we've gotten from the league. It's it's been it's been humbling to say the least. It's awesome. Thanks, Thank coach. You. Have a good have a good uh, afternoon. Yeah, you too.